A common debate amongst scholars reading Macbeth is whether there was supernatural influence on Macbeth. However, when one looks at the causes and effects in the play, one can only conclude that there was indeed a supernatural influence. This can be seen in two different ways. The first is that Macbeth's thoughts are a direct result of what the three witches tell him, and the second is that these thoughts eventually lead to Macbeth's actions. This poses the idea that because both his thoughts and actions were influenced by the supernatural predictions told to him, there was indeed supernatural influence. The first sign of supernatural influence is first seen in Act 1 when the witches first appear to Macbeth and twist predictions to influence him into killing the king. The first thing the witches do, had to do was convince Macbeth of their trustworthiness. They did this by telling a truth that would happen right away so as to make him expect the next thing to also come true. This is how the best lies are spinned, mostly by telling truths to convince of the fallacies. This is seen in Act 1, Scene 3, Lines 134 through 137, when Macbeth states this, This supernatural soliciting cannot be ill, cannot be good. If ill, why hath it given me earnest of success, commencing in a truth? I am Thane of Cawdor. Or, in other words, what the witches have told me can't be good or bad. It cannot be bad because they told me I was to be the Thane of Cawdor, and they were telling the truth. By this simple statement, the audience can tell that Macbeth is convinced of the witch's reliability. This, in turn, leads the audience leads him to the other thing that the witches told him. All hail Macbeth, that shalt be king hereafter. This statement must become true because the other one did, right? Well, it is this statement that the witches used to twist Macbeth's mind. Macbeth had always been loyal to the king, as seen in the beginning of the act, when we find that Macbeth has shown incredible loyalty by defending the king from invaders. However, after the witches tell Macbeth that he will become king, he starts to wonder how this will be possible. Only one thing comes to his mind, to kill the king. We can see this thought process in Act 1, Scene 3, Lines 138-141. through 141. If good... Why do I yield to that suggestion whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature? Or in other words, if what they tell me is good, then why am I thinking about murdering the king? It's such an awful thought that it makes my heart quicken and my hair stand on end. We can see that Macbeth has never truly thought of this before as he responds with surprise to his own thoughts. How are these thoughts provoked? By telling Macbeth that he would be king. As you said before, Macbeth thought those things himself. And another point is, is Duncan still would have given him the higher title anyways, as he was performing very well at the battle. Duncan had already decided to give him the title and make Malcolm Prince before the witches even showed up to talk to Macbeth. Either way, Macbeth would have had the thoughts to kill him. The kind of manipulation, as seen in point one, is mirrored towards the end of the play when Macbeth comes to the witches to be told more of the future. However, this time they use their trickery to convince him to disregard obvious warning signs. This can be seen in Act 4, Scene 1, Lines 70 through 100, when the three witches show Macbeth three apparitions. The first says this, Macbeth, 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 beware Macduff, beware the Thane of Fife. 
dismiss me enough. All right, so this is simple enough, right? It's just telling him to beware of Macduff because he is dangerous. The second apparition says this, be bloody, bold, and resolute. Laugh to scorn the power of man, for none of women born shall harm Macbeth. Macbeth takes this to mean that Macduff is not dangerous to him because he was born of a woman. In his eyes, all men are born from a woman, so he has to, so he moves on to the third and final apparition. Be lion meddled, proud, and take no care of who chafes, who frets, or where conspirers are. Macbeth shall never vanquished be until great Burnham Wood to high dust-stained hill shall come against him. Well, this is pretty great news for Macbeth, right? He will never be vanquished until a whole entire forest moves to his kingdom. That will take too long to happen in his lifetime. In fact, Macbeth even expresses this audibly when he says this. That will never be. Who can impress the forest, bid the tree unfix his earth-bound root? Sweet bodements, good, rebellious dead, rise never till the wood of Burnham rise, and our hig place Macbeth shall love to lease nature, pay his breath to time and mortal custom. However, these apparitions are much more twisted than Macbeth knows. In response to what the first apparition told him, he has Macduff's entire family brutally killed, although he is unable to kill Macduff. In doing this, he secures the truth of the second apparition. Macbeth is unaware that Macduff was born of a C-section and was therefore technically not born by a woman. By killing Macduff's wife and child because of what the Phantom told him, Macbeth ensures that revenge will be wanted and sought out. The third apparition makes Macbeth not care who hates and likes him. He no longer tries to seek loyalty and most of his men and friends desert him. This is seen in Act 5, Scene 3, lines 1 through 10, when in response to a messenger telling him that all of his friends have deserted him, bring me no more reports. Let them fly all, till Burnham would remove to Dunstain, I cannot taint with fear. What's the boy Malcolm? Was he not born of, of woman? This spirit that know all mortal consequences have pronounced me thus. Fear not, Macbeth. No man that's born of a woman shall e'er have power upon thee. Then fly, false thanes, and mingle with the English epicures. The mind I sway by the end, the heart I bear, shall never sag with doubt, nor shake with fear. This comes into play later when the, when the opposing forces lay siege to Macbeth, and he says that he could have destroyed their army if his men had not deserted him. By listening to what the three witches show him, Macbeth fails to take the necessary precautions that a king must have, as well as making decisions that secure his doom. I, I agree with your point about them leading him in a false direction, but we can also see that Macbeth is um, mentally unstable and that he is also swayed by Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth is the one who convinces him what to do and threatens that he is a coward. This makes Macbeth feel more of a motivation to kill Duncan. So yes, he's influenced by the witches, but more through Lady Macbeth. And we can also see that he's unstable mentally. He has trouble seeing what is real, and he also 
has trouble taking his own precautions to protect himself as a king. For example, his guilt causes him to see Banquo's ghost at the first king's at the first night of him being king at the banquet. No one else can see his ghost, but he can. He also is driven insane by the lack of by his revenge and paranoia, and he even kills Macduff's entire family. I agree with your point about Macduff being paranoid. However, I believe that is that it is the three witches who promote this paranoia. Macbeth has already killed Banquo on the pretext of him being too noble and willing to take risks. To be thus is nothing, but to be safety thus. Our fears in Banquo stick deep, and in his royalty of nature reigns, that which would be feared, and to that dauntless temper of his mind, he hath a wisdom that doth guide his valor and act in safety. There is none but he whose being do I fear. This is in Act 3, Scene 1, Lines 50-58. After he kills Banquo, his mind turns to Macduff, and he starts to doubt his loyalty. In Act 3, Scene 4, Lines 134-115. I'm sorry. In Act 3, Scene 4, Lines 134-135, Macbeth says this. How sayest you that Macduff denies his person at our great bidding? In this case, we can see that Macbeth has started worrying about where his friends and loyalties lie. When he goes to the witches, he is told to beware Macbeth, and he responds, Thou hast harped my fear aright. The witches have just added to Macbeth's suspicions of Macduff, and because of what they tell him, he makes sure that, it, that he will be killed by killing all of Macduff's family. The three witches may drive him to paranoia, but that does not excuse his killing. Just because they give him thoughts does not mean he did not make the decisions on his own. He decides to kill Banquo, and he decides to kill Macduff's family. Which also leads to the point that Macbeth and Lady Macbeth already have ambitious and brave personalities. You can see this when Macbeth was used to killing on the battlefield in the very first scene. This is how he can justify his killing is because he's already been doing it as a soldier for his whole life. My next point is that it is because of these prompted thoughts that Macbeth actions take place and secure what the witches say. After first finding that he has to be king, that he was to be king, he rides home to his wife and explains to his wife what has just happened. She too was influenced by the witch's words and she tells him that he must kill the king. It is because of her persuasion that he decides to finally kill Duncan and his actions here set off the events for the rest of his troubles throughout the play. It is this action that he first of all becomes king and second of all develops his paranoia. It is because of his treachery that he believes Banquo to be too moral and thus kill him, 
Likewise, when he starts to suspect Macduff and kills his whole family as a result of his suspicions, he secures Macduff's hatred for him. Uh, this can be seen in Act 4, Scene 3, lines 235-240. through 240. Front to front bring thou this fiend of Scotland and myself. Within my sword's length set him. If he escape, heaven forgive him too. In this we can see that because Macbeth murders his whole family, Macduff swears his revenge, which makes the first two premonitions true. Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. Beware, Macduff, beware the Thane of Fife, dismiss me enough. It is because of his response to this premonition that Macbeth has to fear Macduff, because, his, because if Macbeth had not killed his entire family, he would not have such a need to kill him. Be bloody, bold, and resolute. Laugh to scorn the power of man, for none but the woman born shall harm Macbeth. This is said because Macduff has sworn to kill Macbeth, and it is only he that was not technically born of a woman. So, I liked how you used the word that Lady Macbeth persuaded him, not the witches. It was her persuasion and her thoughts and her doing that caused him to feel the things he did. This leads to his troubles, not the witches. Just because someone tells him something does not mean he has to act on it. But Lady Macbeth gives him the okay and tells him that that's what he should do. And really, he should be suspicious of Macduff from the beginning because he goes to England to find Malcolm. And everybody thinks that he's betrayed the king anyways. Everything that, Macduff, everything that Macbeth does in the play is a direct result and response to what the witches tell him. It is because they tell him he would be keen that he kills Duncan. It is because he kills Duncan that he starts to develop paranoia. It is because the witches tell Macbeth to fear Macduff that he slaughters an entire family, which in turn secures his own death by Macduff's hand. It is because the witches tell him not to fear until the forest moves to his kingdom that he fails to take the necessary precautions to prepare for war, which in turn makes most of his men leave him. Had the witches spoken nothing of Macbeth's so-called fate, Macbeth would not have responded in the way he did, and the sequence of events would never have happened. Therefore, the evidence of supernatural influence on Macbeth is evident. Would you eat 10 habanero peppers just because I told you to? No. Evidence of non-supernatural intervention in the play Macbeth comes through Hectate, the evil goddess, England culture, and self-sufficiency. Hecate has impactful power and could care less about Macbeth. She mentions to the witches, I am your boss and the source of your powers. I am the one who secretly, de secretly decides what evil things will happen. Without Hecate, the witches would not have power. And even though she decides evil things, she decides them for all of Earth. 
why would she care enough to intervene with one man life? One man's life. Especially when the witches get in trouble for telling him his fate. We know that the witches could have intervened like they did with the lady who wouldn't give the first witch an acorn. They show that they have power and they decide to use it then, but they do not use it here. You said, if I asked you to eat a habanero pepper, you wouldn't. But it is the asking the question that puts the idea into my head. Whether I do it or not does not matter, because you had influence in tempting me to do it. In regards to Hectate, is not Hectate supernatural? Hectate gives them power, making them supernatural gives the power to the witches, making them supernatural as well. The witches disobeyed as a means to have fun, and they did this by prompting Macbeth. Just because they aren't in power doesn't mean they aren't supernatural. You say they have influence, but do they really intervene? Another point is Shakespeare included the witches not as a meaningful character, but they happened to be a part of 1606 beliefs. Witchcraft was very common in Scotland. Shakespeare wrote Macbeth based on the culture and events of 1527, which is when he was writing the play. The British Library says, the conversation of the Weird Sisters would have seemed ordinary and familiar when talking about the audience. Since it was so common, you can see why he would have included them. The library also mentions that the old ladies who are that old ladies who are angry and were getting revenge were usually accused of being these witches. So you can see that the witches may not have even been actually supernatural or even have had tampering abilities just seen that way. You say that Shakespeare did not intend for the witches to be meaning meaningful characters. I disagree. The witches were intended as meaningful characters because they prompt Macbeth's actions. A meaningful character is not dictated by the amount of lines a character has, but rather by the effect of which they contribute to the play, which in this case is the role of fate or promptings. As to the witches not necessarily being supernatural, that has no truth in the play. This can be seen when they show Macbeth the phantoms. If they were not supernatural, then how would they be able to do these things? The historical situation of the time, while important in most cases, has no factor here because Shakespeare was clearly using them as their names, as their names suggest, witches. That was your opinion and you made that decision based on what facts that you think you had and what you saw. Macbeth and Lady Macbeth make their own decisions and have their own thoughts and desires. Would you jump off a cliff just because I told you to? Should you believe me when I say Queen Elizabeth II is a trained mechanic? Not everything is true. You have to decide if it's the truth which is what Macbeth should have done with the witches. Everybody makes their own decisions, even if they may be influenced and have those thoughts put there, he still makes his own decisions and makes things happen. 
Macbeth is informed of the events in the future by the witches, but they don't act on the future. Macbeth does. Macbeth says, I won't let my eye look at my hand is doing, but in the end, I'm still going to do what the thing I'd be horrified to see. He's against his own idea, but he knows he will do it anyways. He's decided that. He wants to kill Duncan, but the witches did not give him that thought. Or make Malcolm a prince, which angers Macbeth and gives him his motive to kill. It is the events from his one decision that give him influence for the rest of his decisions. His decisions are his actions, not the witches. The question is, is their intervention, not influence. Shakespeare's introduction of the witches does not imply intervention. Instead, you see no intervention by history and culture not familiar to us. Evil itself. Hectate has all the actual power and personal desires, like Lady Macbeth's for wanting to be queen. She uses this desire for motivating Macbeth. Would you feel guilty for killing over 20 people? Or would you blame it on some old ladies? I agree with you. Decisions are exactly the point. They are not forcing him to do these things, but rather manipulating him with his lust for power. This is not a debate about force, but rather a debate about whether there was influence, a fact you have, you have admitted to many times. I agree with you. Macbeth made his own decisions and formed his own thoughts. However, all of these things had promptings, promptings from the witches. Thank you.